0: Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Stands Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg.
1: On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at Sports Stands J. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At the Sports Stance. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less.
2: The Sports Sports Stance. Soup
1: or bowl
0: the new england patriots versus the atlanta falcons the man who i dream of every night tom brady to the granddaddy of them all uh, the grand poobah this is the big one hey guys welcome to the sports dance podcast with greg and james i'm the second part and with me as always he played lacrosse in college i think it's great, Cowan. Everybody, what's happening, baby?
1: Oh, not much, man. You know those lacrosse skills really coming in handy. Just uh, broke a bunch of yardages off in a football game. Who would have ever thunk it? But you know
0: the, the lacrosse experience thing is that your the, the amazing thing to me is that your lacrosse experience has translated to the podcast game pretty seamlessly. Yeah, um, obviously uh, I mean, you I... have an MVP podcast host kind of throwing to you, but yeah, uh, it does you know, help. It does help. Your skills have have translated pretty pretty nicely. It's almost like you throw me open. <laughs> yeah there you go hey you run those precise routes man i mean I, I i couldn't do i couldn't be here without uh without you you know the footwork is there you 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 do some great enunciation you know drills before we get on the
1: air i mean the footwork itself is amazing because i'm uh am on the bigger side so you know i have those twinkle toes not everybody has those
0: exactly yeah and you should feel really proud of yourself uh I do, I do. you know I, I know that other people around you do
1: I take pride All in right. my twinkle toes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. This is the one, Greg. This is the big one. The Super Bowl. Dun 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 dun. Bum, 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 bum. Chik-a-dum, chik-a-dum. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Super Bowl 51 is upon us. Houston. Uh, today's episode is going to be Dedicated to the big game. Uh, we have the New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons meeting on February 4th in Houston. The granddaddy of them all to decide the Super Bowl. And uh, this is Puba. really exciting. So many names for the Super so, Bowl. I know. It's actually, I think that we might be in trouble though, because I don't know if we can say Super Bowl, because at the end it feels like suing people that say Super Bowl. You need to say like the big game or something like that. Uh, the Grand Poobah, the soup or bowl. Oh, you do go. you remember that? Do, did you ever go to that restaurant that was in Amherst? Uh, Super Bowl. I did once. It was pretty good. I, I, I don't know why I got it shut was. down.
1: I think I went like my freshman year, and that was like it. Though so.
0: it was yeah, I went there pretty consistently. It was pretty good. All right, we're gonna get into it this week, Greg. We're gonna talk about the championship weekends, so the conference championships. We're going to talk playoff hero zero, we're going to talk uh, Super Bowl, we're going to talk prof bets, we're going to have guest picks, we're going to do the whole thing. This is going to be kind of a Super Bowl circus episode, and I'm excited about it, but before we get into any I'm of thrilled. That, before we get into any of that stuff, uh, how are you, man? What's going on with you?
1: I'm doing good, you know, just living life, uh, trying to get past the weekend of uh, seeing the Patriots make another Super Bowl and more records being set by them. So, you know, that was fun for me. Uh... That was fun. I enjoyed the uh, skills challenge from last week uh, for the Pro Bowl stuff. That was good.
0: I really like dodgeball. Yeah, that I, was great. Uh, I actually, uh, I was kind of, con- like, sometimes when they do that gimmicky stuff, like, I remember the All-Star game did horse one time, and it sounded good on paper, and it was just super boring. Um, but the the actual, the dodgeball was actually pretty fun.
1: I thought they got clever with it, like, the dro- drone dropping from high above. Like, clever ways to get new things and people interested.
0: Yeah, exactly. Plus, uh, yeah,
1: like pretty- Jerome Bennett and Ray Lewis to be coaches and uh, Tony Gonzalez, like, the all these stars that are on TV doing analysis and then now just going back to, like, okay, competition. We got to, you know, fucking win this, guys. Represent.
0: I do feel bad for some of the new guys that are in the Pro Bowl, like some of the first-timers. And, and they go the first year that they move it over to Orlando from Hawaii. <laughs> like, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow.
1: Yeah, that's got to suck. Like, you're like, oh, hey, if I make it to the Pro Bowl, at least, you know, I get the whole trip to Hawaii. Not anymore. Welcome to Florida, boys.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm really going to head over to – I'm going go to go to Orlando? To Orlando for the for the Pro Bowl?
1: Go – like, it must really suck if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. You're just like, I just got to, like, jump in my car for, like, an hour. That that sucks. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully a little um,
0: but hey, you know, good good for them. Um, all right, cool. But the Pro Bowl's fun. Uh, yeah, but you, that's good, man. I mean, it sounds like you're having a fun weekend uh, thinking about the Patriots. I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, how, how have you been, though? You know, let's stop thinking about me and me thinking about the Patriots and how much I despise them.
0: I'm doing really well, Greg. Um, God, are you watching The Young Pope yet?
1: No, I don't have HBO, remember?
0: I know, but just get it. Ah, the young pope. Great. <laughs> Pay for it. <laughs> this is uh, the show. You know, I mean, every once in a while, the show, you know, comes along, and uh, this is the show. It's pretty cool. Um. So yeah, I'm into the young pope. Also, in solidarity with. Uh, in solidarity with the Patriots going against Atlanta, I have decided to refuse to listen to any music coming out of Atlanta. I thought you were gonna say
1: to watch uh, the show Atlanta, and I was gonna call you. I'll be like, that end it uh, already.
0: So, no, I've already I've already got past that, which is good. I just refuse to I refuse to listen to anyone from Atlanta currently uh, in solidarity, and that's big, Greg. That's, that's big. That's brave of you.
1: You're a brave that man. That means.
0: That means uh, no Ludacris, um, no TI, no 2 chains, no Migos, no Outkast, no Ray Shremard, no Future, um, no Young Jeezy.
1: Wow, that's a, I didn't realize all of them came from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. You're opening my good. eyes, James. I'm gonna listen to nothing but them until the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> None of the killer Mike verses on Run the Jewels. I'm um, actually trick you, I'm gonna
1: Snapchat you with videos with their music in the background, forcing you to listen, but the video is going to be entertaining, so you won't be able to look away.
0: No Gucci Mane. No Gucci Mane either.
1: I mean, it's it's a tough. It's just tough. But uh, how are you going to survive until Sunday?
0: I don't know. Sometimes uh, you know, some heroes just don't wear capes, and some people, you know, in solidarity, I need to respect uh, my boys. I need to show. I need to show some real support for the Patriots. So no Atlanta music. Until after the Super Bowl, you sir are gonna get a thank you card from Tom Brady for that bravery. I, mean, I think so. Positive. Yeah. Now, granted, I can get my hip hop fix in other ways, right? I mean, I can still listen to my Pusha T. Uh, I can still listen to a lot of the New York hip hop. I can't listen. I can listen to Drake. Uh, I'm kind of cooler on Drake a little bit lately. Whoa. But uh, but uh, you know, just that that other stuff is pr- it's pretty tough, man. I mean, Migos just released a new album, and it looks dope. Yeah, so I, I don't know.
1: I, I don't, you you got to make it just, just a few days, a few days more, and you're fine. You can do <laughs> it. Enough. Go go down back to your like your alternative music roots and listen to those. Go back to your old school rock.
0: Just hang
1: out back there for a while. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, All right, man. Let's get into this thing a little bit. Uh, where do you want to start, Greg? What do we think? Do we want to recap the conference championships?
1: Yeah, let's recap the conference champions. Give everybody a reminder of exactly how boring of a weekend it was.
0: So, we had two games. We started off with the Falcons, uh, the Green Bay Packers going into the Falcons. Last game at the Georgia Dome. And I thought this was going to be a lot closer than it was, Greg. But everybody shit. Did. Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that escalated quickly. I told you they were going to stop the a train and you didn't believe me. And, well, they stopped it with authority.
0: I mean, it was I, – I was literally – so I was, I was at work, but I had it on on my computer. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of watching it and just kind of, you know, seeing what's going on, uh, seeing what it's like. Um, and then I had a quick appointment, right? So I, I had to quickly run out to a meeting. And then I came back, like, not that long after. And all of a sudden, it's like, when did it become 31 <laughs> nothing? Like, what the hell happened?
1: Yeah, it was not. it was not pretty for a while and then you know then you were like oh hey look Green Bay scored good for them and then of course they scored like two more times to make it people being like oh could Aaron Rodgers no he wasn't gonna come back sorry people it was not happening that day too many injuries happened
0: yeah exactly um,
1: it was sad. You know, I you know it's bad when my mother called me like the next day and talked to me about it and she goes man they didn't even have a chance like she goes I think their whole team got hurt like in during the game and was taken out I was like yep basically I was like so that never is a good sign. when my mom even realizes what's going on in the game.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, that that was a I did not expect the Packers to not even be able to put up a fight. Now I realize that they had a lot of injuries. They didn't have great wide receivers uh, on the on the field for them. Um, you know their pass defense is tough, right? I mean I think that we saw that in Spades. But I mean, yeah. they made it to the NFC Championship game, and they looked really good against Dallas.
1: They did. Um, it's just—I mean, I think they had like seven different guys that were starting the game for them to go out and be out by halftime. It was ridiculous, and like it was offensive linemen, it was defensive players. I mean, their defense wasn't going to do anything anyway to stop Matty Ice that day. He—he he was locked in, and Julio Jones was just a beast.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's—that's that's I think the biggest storyline coming out of here is that Julio Jones is, you know, borderline unstoppable. Um, I, the dude is like the biggest like strongest player on the field and fastest
1: yeah he's he's a freak uh, of nature and uh thanks browns for uh, letting the falcons take that trade and pick him up in the draft a few years ago i'm sure uh, Brown's fans are loving the fact that they get that pushed in their face like every day right now
0: yeah exactly um yeah i mean it's a it's a really uh interesting uh interesting game i i, I you know, I think all credit in the world goes to Atlanta here because I just I did not believe in Atlanta that much throughout the season. To be totally honest with you, like I don't know what your thoughts were here, but they they had a really hot start. I remember they were like four and zero or something like that.
1: Yeah, they were one of the final undefeated teams, and then they kind of dropped off for a bit.
0: It felt like the entire time, like that division was up for grabs. Like even towards the end, like they sort of kind of secured it in like the last couple of weeks, but. I mean, I thought that the Panthers would turn it around. I thought that the Saints even had a chance. I even was on – I was on the Tampa Bay bandwagon for a little bit too. Yeah, I'm guilty I was, too. I'm I guilty overlooked
1: too. Atlanta pretty pretty consistently. We all did. And it's, it's because of two years. We've seen what happens. They start off hot every year. And then all of a sudden it gets to like week six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And all of a sudden it's just lost, 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 loss. And you're like, all right, they're done. They had their good times and now they're mediocre again. Right. This year it didn't happen as much. They hit that wall – But then they figured out how to overcome it again. And everybody was just like, no, it's going to happen again. So that's you and I jumped on the Tampa Bay bandwagon to see if Jameis can, you know, lead them to the playoffs. And Matty Ice was like, no, not this year. And Dan Quinn finally got his defense to look decent. So, yeah, it was a it was an interesting year for Atlanta. I mean, you even had um, I saw. Did you see the picture floating around the analysts that had their preseason schedule picked out for them? He had, no. him at like four, he had him at like four and twelve for the season. Jeez. And people are like, wow, that guy was super wrong. Yeah, you probably should get fired it was, at that point. This is bad. Yeah. But I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody saw them being the number two seed. At most, maybe a playoff like wild card contender. Uh, I mean, they surprised us, and they're looking better and better every week, especially offensively.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to kind of see what happens this week because they haven't exactly played a world-class defense yet. I mean, the Cowboys' defense was not bad. I'll give them that. Um, oh, wait, no, they didn't play the Cowboys. They played Seattle. And Seattle's defense was kind of decimated, especially without our, uh, Earl Thomas. Um, I'm not saying the Patriots are world-class defense here by any stretch of the imagination, but Belichick is a master at finding your best player and then just kind of eliminating them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we'll get into this a
1: little more because... So, after we discuss the Patriots,
0: yeah, why don't we do that first? <laughs> so that was that was the first game. The second game was the Steelers and Patriots uh, going into Foxborough, the night game, so to speak, and that was another
1: blowout. Yeah, it was. It was decent looking until uh, just after halftime. That third quarter really was, flipped that know,
0: game. I don't know, man. I would say that even that I, I was. I mean, okay, this is, this is me, right? So, like, I'm obviously a little biased. Slightly. I was never in doubt. I was not in doubt once in that entire, entire game. I thought that that, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. I think that the thing that really swung it for me, at least, was uh, it was the, that play right when the Steelers looked like they could potentially score before halftime,
1: In the defensive line, stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like they looked like they had just scored a touchdown and then they called it back and then they had three plays and couldn't punch it in. And and once that happened, it it was like at that point, like there's, you know, we we went in 17 to 9 as opposed to what, like 17 to like 14?
1: No, it'd been 13 because they missed, unless they went for two because the kicker missed the extra point, their first touchdown.
0: Oh right right okay so it's, it would have been 17-13 that's a different story especially cuz they got they got the ball um you know on the uh, you know first so th- i feel like that really actually swung the game i know that people sometimes don't believe in momentum but
1: oh no that definitely you know, would was, have was, i think that would have changed it
0: it's 10 nothing in it. the first quarter uh you know so i was really confident then and you know like you said they missed the, they missed the uh the extra point when they did score that touchdown, but they had scored 14 that quarter rather than scoring or 13 that quarter rather than scoring nine. That's a big difference going into halftime. So it is, especially basically with, as soon
1: with having go, Bell go down and I don't, I honestly don't know why or what they were thinking on that goal line. First play of the game or first play of that, you're a foot away from the end zone. You have a 250 pound behemoth as a quarterback who has a gigantic body that he just has to be pushed forward slightly and he gets in the end zone? If Brady can do it, Roethlisberger definitely can do it. You have an easy touchdown instead of giving it to tiny D'Angelo Williams behind you.
0: Yeah, my question is why can't why is Tom Brady the only one who can com- successfully complete a quarterback sneak? I have no. Like, idea. I never see quarterbacks do it. Is it because they don't want to get hit under the pile? Like is it because Tom Brady is six foot four? I don't know, so but if, that
1: helps? if there's going to be somebody, you would think Roethlisberger would be the guy that would just be like, yeah, let me just lean forward and get it in.
0: Yeah, it made I really no just... sense.
1: I don't know what. Was I don't going
0: understand. Like you know, Roethlisberger is huge. Like I, I, feel like if Brady can consistently, Brady every single time he sneaks gets like two or three yards.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't understand how he does that. It's like, oh, quarterback sneak. Brady's like seven yards up the field. You're like, how? How did that happen? Where? Where did? How did he go? What? What? what I don't know what happened. I'm so confused. I'm lost for words. Is basically what's going on? Yeah. 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 I don't really get once it. once Bell went down, I uh, basically was like, all right. That's over. Pats are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, They have no chance to even make this game competitive because D'Angelo Williams isn't bad, but, I mean, that's kind of already a hit to your team's morale when your number one back guy who's gone for 300 yards over the past two playoff games goes down six
0: minutes into the game. Yeah, I agree. Ben Roethlisberger kind of came out of this and was sort of – you know, thinking about retiring too.
1: Yeah, he's teetering on retirement thoughts. He needs to take some of the off season. If he retires, I it would be shocking, but I guess not that much over what we've seen the past few years.
0: I get, yeah, if that I mean, makes it, sense. It, yeah, when you see guys, when you've seen guys retire early. Yeah, I want to go through um, some of the injuries that he's had. Uh, he started his injury career. In 2006, uh, he sprained the sterniovacular joint in his right shoulder. In 2007, he injured his shoulder again in practice. In 2009, he injured an Achilles tendon. In 2010, he dislocated a joint in his shoulder. Is that when he was in the motorcycle uh, accident? Nope. In 2010, he fractured a bone on his right foot. Uh, in 2010, as well, he sprained his ankle. Uh, in 2010, as well, <laughs> um, <laughs> he sprained. Hold on, I'm just going to quickly get away with this. I like
1: uh, Kim and Gronk have a similar injury chart.
0: Yeah, for real. Uh, in 2010, he sprained, uh, found out that his sprained foot is actually broken. Uh, in 2011, He fractured the fourth metatarsal in his right hand. In 2012, he badly sprained his ankle in practice. In 2012, he sprained his right shoulder and dislocated a rib. In 2015, he was diagnosed with a concussion. Did not miss a game, of course. (laughs) I'm not keeping track of how many injuries these are, but it seems like a lot, James. In two thousand fifteen, he diagnosed he was diagnosed with a sprained MCL, and then this year in two thousand sixteen, uh, he tore meniscus in his knee. He missed what? It what even count, years, yeah. that does not even count. Uh, what his uh, th- that like you said that uh, that motorcycle accident?
1: I was gonna say he was so, in one, I believe. I'm not sure, but
0: yeah, I, I think I think you're right. So. This is this is a real thing here. (laughs) Like once you've had this many injuries,
1: like he's uh, he's been battled and bruised.
0: There comes a point where you got to kind of say, "Hey, this is really gonna affect me." Like in probably like fifteen years from now, I'm gonna actually have a lot of trouble getting up out of bed in the morning because of how much you know beating my body's been taking. Uh, And I don't think that the Steelers are kind of like one piece away. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I think they are. I think if uh, Brady retires, that's the
1: one piece they are away from having a chance.
0: I don't know. I mean, did you were really convinced that if like if like one thing was different about that game, like you think that you were convinced right there that if Garoppolo was playing that game and Brady was not, that the Steelers would have won?
1: Yeah, because we've seen. We don't know how Garoppolo does against that Steelers defense. We know for a fact Brady torches that defense. And I just thought maybe they could slow him down a little bit, but clearly they couldn't at all. And the man's a master wizard. It's like been something. It's like whole career he's never thrown a pick against them or against Tomlin when he's been coach. It's nuts.
0: Yeah, I just don't. uh, I don't see the the Steelers being that close. I mean, I guess it's. I I guess that's tough for me to say because they just, you know, we're in the AFC Championship game and whatnot. But I I don't know. I, I, I. If if Ben wants to retire, I'd say let him retire. You know, I I think that they, uh, I think that that's totally totally fine. I mean, I don't blame him. After reading all that kind of stuff, like I broke my foot a couple years ago, and that took me like, that legitimately took me like, like three or four months to get over completely, like to get back to like working out and stuff like that.
1: Like only bone of our broken is my nose, and it wasn't even fully broken.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mine wasn't even fully broken either. Mine was just like a stress fracture. Yeah. So it's like I can Worst only Worst thing I ever did was
1: pull a hamstring. So I yeah. Can only, yeah, like you only imagine what he has to go through. If I like and... step out
0: of the shower wrong, Greg, like i consider calling out of work. <laughs> like it's not, it's not good.
1: If I go to the gym and do leg day for the first time in months and I feel like I'm an old man and every step it's just ow, ow, yeah, ow. Yeah,
0: exactly. I totally agree. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's it, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with him. I would I would not blame him for stepping away uh, after after all. I that. do
1: think though, as a competitor, he's going to try to go at least another year or two. Is my thought, just because I think he kind of wants to see maybe where the offense can go with Brown and Bell, and see if maybe they can get one more chance at a Super Bowl, but maybe not. Maybe he's yeah, we'll happy and see. fine with having two, which is still phenomenal. He'll still be a Hall That's of Famer. pretty
0: good. Hey, there you go. I think so. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean,
1: did you see the video of uh, the cab driver that named Elway the number one quarterback and Elway was in the back seat? Yeah, that's pretty funny. But if you heard, if you listen, he also named Brady as number two and then he put Roethlisberger as his number three just because he thinks he's fantastic and he's a Pittsburghs fan. So that's saying something that he put him over like Bradshaw and all those other guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that it, you can't really put roethlisberger over montana in my mind but no you know that's hey you know what do i know um, goes
1: another year or two he's probably a top 15 quarterback all the time is be my yeah,
0: or manning either i mean i don't think you could put him over manning either no. i think no. that he could oh well, yeah
1: 15 top 15 is probably safe that's appropriate nobody get mad at us for saying
0: that um okay cool let's get into it then uh the super bowl set so it's the patriots and falcons do you want to do prop bets do you want to do picks what do you want to do
1: uh, how will we do a first round of guest picks? So we have a few guest picks coming at us this week. Uh, you know, We have people podcast guest picks from before, just giving us their scores, uh, who they think is going to win, uh, MVP potentially, some of them. So I think uh, we'll have a few go here, and then we'll put some towards the end, so you know, break it up a little bit so it's not just like eight minutes of guest picks. Let's hear it. All right, so let's jump to those first.
0: Dave from Parlapod.com here, your source for comic book interviews, news, and reviews. Make sure you check us out. Oh, God, Super Bowl 51, this is a tough call. I really want to see my hometown Pats pull it out and Brady get a
2: fistful of rings. It's not going to be easy at all. But to stay short and sweet for my pals at the sports stance, I'm saying Pats make me wicked happy and win by a touchdown 28-21. That's right. They thaw Matty Ice
0: and Goodell hands Lombardi to the GOAT. Again, this is Dave from
2: Parlapod.com. Everybody enjoy the game and go Pats! Hey, this is Matt Pierce over here at the Crossover Podcast. You can find us on com and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Making a little prediction here for the good people at the sports stance. Uh, I am going to say that I believe the Patriots will win the Super Bowl, although I reserve the right to change my opinion later on my own podcast. I'm thinking the score will be like 31-27, and that... Uh, The Patriots will use that bend, but don't break defense. But the Falcons are still good enough that they'll be able to score some points. Uh, As far as MVP predictions, uh, I'm going to forego the traditional pick and say that I think the best value as far as gambling-wise, because we like to gamble on my pod, is I really like Devonta Freeman at plus 2,000. I think there's great value for him to sneak in if he gets a couple of uh, rushing touchdowns and the Falcons end up winning. That's my favorite bet is Devonta Freeman plus 2,000. Thank you very much, guys, and good luck with your predictions. This is Adam
1: Benson from the Fast Forward Rewind podcast. Just uh, given my Super Bowl pick, which unfortunately I'm going to have to say will be the New England Patriots. As a Steeler fan, this pains me, but um, I think 20, I think 34-28 will be the score, and Martellus Bennett will be the MVP. All right, I'm not surprised with some of those picks, though. Not surprised Great. at all. Simple. You're, you're happy
0: with those picks, I'm sure, James. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, cool. Let's get into, uh, before we make our picks, Greg, let's get into prop bets. You have a couple of them that you want to uh, throw out here, um, you know, for the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I had a great segment name for it called Prop Me Up. I thought it was clever, but now that I keep saying it over and over again, it doesn't sound that clever to me.
0: Hmm, uh, not bad. All right, I'll go. right. I'll, I'll give it a solid not bad. Selling not bad. Maybe
1: I'll make like a little jingle to it where it's like five people saying prop me up if I can find them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want to do? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. We'll do this one. Yeah.
1: Were you going to say playoff hero uh, zero?
0: Yeah. That
1: was, you know, we can run through it. People will forgive us for that. You know, it's a Super Bowl podcast. You know, a lot of things are going on. There's people running around our studio. We don't know what's going on. Guest picks are coming in nonstop. To think.
0: Yeah, exactly. And hey, this is you guys are gonna be in on the production meeting, quote unquote, for this for this right here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna do let's do playoff hero and zero first. Let's do prop bets after, let's do the last round of guest picks, and then let's finally make our picks. All right. That sounds like a plan. Love it. Um okay, playoff hero and zero for the conference championship. Um let's kind of get into it. What do you think, Greg? Who is your playoff hero?
1: For hmm. the conference championship this week, you know it's hard. There's a lot of people that you can go with, James. Uh, I mean, Matty Ice put on a show. Julio yeah. Jones just looked fantastic. Um, I'm going to go with somebody that you might go with him as well, just because guy came out of nowhere and it was incredible. Uh, Chris Hogan for the Patriots. Hmm. I mean, Absolutely. we we did the whole thing with him in the beginning. Uh, he came from playing lacrosse at Penn State, uh, played some football for a year, got drafted. Didn't didn't get drafted was on three different teams, including the Bills last year. Patriots picked him up. And uh, he put up the exact same numbers as Julio Jones did in the NFC Championship game, which sounds impressive in general. But then when you actually look at the numbers, it's even more impressive. He had nine catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, every time I saw this guy on the field, there was not a Steeler player in sight. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he got like a Harry Potter magic invisible cloak thing and he was just using it and appearing on the field. But that's basically what it seemed like to me. I mean, the guy was unstoppable, and it made no sense.
0: I agree. Um, I, I, I'm a little offended that you say that he came out of nowhere because you've been watching the Patriots at all, Greg, and I know that you've been watching them religiously. If you've been watching the Patriots at all, you would know that Chris Hogan is actually our biggest deep threat, if you're going to be totally honest with you. Chris Hogan leads the team in 20-plus yard receptions this year. Chris Hogan. Like yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean,
1: I know he's a deep threat, but not nine catches, hundred and eighty yards type threat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, Chris Hogan is a great one, uh, and I will uh, I will do that one. I, I was going to do that one as well, but uh, I am going to actually uh, I'm going to pick the Pats D line uh, as the playoff hero here. Uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously got injured, but the uh, Green Bay typically needs to establish their run game before they kind of uh, – excuse me. Uh, Pittsburgh needs to establish their run game before they kind of get things going. They couldn't get anything going with D'Angelo Williams. And then that goal line stop that I really think swung the game uh, was huge. The Pats D-line is the playoff hero this week for me.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I mean, they that one stand they made before halftime basically got them that award by itself it was phenomenal yeah in that and it hurts me to say that but it was it was one of the best uh, stands after that type of momentum swing where you're just about to get in the end zone you have a foot to go and then you make those four stops that's incredible
0: yeah I agree um, okay cool uh, playoff zero Greg who are you pointing out as uh, you know could have you know Cost their team uh, a little bit this conference championship round.
1: Well, James, I'm going to go back to uh, the NFC championship game. And I'm looking at, I'm going to combine a two-group type area here. I'm combining the offensive line and the running backs for Green Bay. Absolute garbage. Yeah, Didn't I protect did. Rodgers. Didn't get any type of holes for their running backs. Running backs weren't making any plays. To put it in perspective, their leading rusher was Aaron Rodgers with four rushes for 46 yards. Their next four guys combined for 13 carries and about 55, 56 yards. That's not good. Yeah, not good I enough. agree. So without yeah. a running game at all of any sort to be afraid of, the Packers had no chance because they couldn't even open up maybe play action once in a while because Atlanta was not afraid of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to go sort of in that direction as well, so I guess we're going to be covering the entire team. I'm going to go with the Green Bay cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, So bad. They could not tackle anyone. Anyone. Um, You know, when you've got guys like Mohamed Sanu putting up, like, just tons and tons of stats, um, you know, it goes beyond Julio Jones. You know, I mean, when you've got guys consistently like, you know, you've got, Patrick DeMarco. Do you know who Patrick DeMarco is, Greg? I've heard of him. He had a 31-yard reception. Um, when you're looking at people like Trevor Coleman and Devontae Freeman coming out of the backfield and beating you, uh, you, had a, it, just, you had a tackle. I mean, it, it just goes beyond who, just Julio Jones. Matt Ryan had anything he wanted the entire day, uh, and it was it was not good. Yeah,
1: no, it was it was not pretty for that. Their def- nothing, basically nothing. The Green Bay Packers did look good. Aaron Rodgers tried. He actually didn't have a terrible stat game, but it was just not. It was not pretty.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely.
1: Dallas fans were definitely pulling their hair out watching that game. Going, we should have been in this. We could have done way better.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Cool. James, I do have one quick question for you, though. Yeah. Shoot.
1: What was the thought process do you think behind leaving Brady in on those final few drives when the game was clearly over?
0: um I just don't think that Brady is ever going to come out of a
1: conference championship game. I understand <laughs> that, but the it was only his final drive was the only drive he actually took any hits and they were some pretty solid hits
0: i just i, I honestly just really believe that Brady is not going to come out of that game yep. <laughs> and that it doesn't doesn't matter what you do he's he's in it to the end I guess but it was, just, it was interesting to me. I thought that was but, odd. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's just, you know, we'll see. Um, Okay, let's get into prop bets. Prop yep. bets, prop, prop bets, prop bets. Prop me up. You got a couple of them for me, Greg. I do. Um, for we're going to go through, we're through gonna these. Talk about
1: here. We're going to go through them. Uh, you know, it's the usual prop bets. So if anybody doesn't know what prop bets are that's listening, it's those fun little bets that you make on the most random aspects of the Super Bowl, whether it's uh, – what's going to be the first commercial or um, what is the national anthem singer going to do or not do? Will he miss a word? Will he not miss a word? So it's going to be things like that. So it's kind of fun. Uh, You know, people put a lot of money on this stuff and it's really funny to think of. Like I never thought people would put like a grand on what the coin toss is going to be.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: We're going to do that, but hypothetically. So James, I got a few questions. We're going to go through them together and we'll come back, you know, our next episode and see how we did. All right, shoot away. All right, so the first and most obvious is coin toss. Is it yeah. going to be heads or is it going to be tails?
0: Hmm, uh, this is going to be the toughest one, I think. I am going to go with heads. Ooh, all right, so you're going against the whole tails never fails. Yes.
1: I'm going to stick with that because I feel like for some odd reason, it's always tails. I barely ever feel like I hear heads. Uh, but a little fact for you. Yeah. Uh, each of the last three Super Bowl coin flips have landed on tails, bringing the total on tail flips to twelve over the last nineteen. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going against the grain here. I'm th- I'm saying heads. All right. Next one. Luke Bryan, who is singing the national anthem. His national anthem will go over or under two minutes and fifteen seconds.
0: I am going to go over. The national anthems always. The over is always the best bet there. Uh, so I'm going to go. 100% over on that one. Nice. All right.
1: I'm going to go under only because I feel like he's country. He has all those upbeat songs. I feel like he can get through under that. Maybe like 205. I think he gets it right under the wire, though. I think it's like 205, 210. He gets it done. in. So hopefully it won't be like uh, when Lady Gaga did it a few years ago. Do you remember that controversy with the bet- prop bets? Um, I think so. Remind me. She uh sang Brave – not once, but twice. So people were like, wait, do we count it from the first Brave that she sang and finished, mm-hmm. or the second? And apparently the casinos all went with the first one because technically the song ends after one. So people that bet the under won that only because of that reason.
0: Huh, well, that's, so. that's interesting. No, I'm, I'm going to go over. I always go over with these ones because I think the all over right. is, uh, is the way to be here. All right, now we'll get a bit into the game. So... First score of the game, will it be a field
1: goal, a touchdown, or a safety?
0: Ooh, okay, so in my mind, this depends on who gets the ball first. I think the Patriots get the ball. It's a touchdown. I think the Falcons get the ball. It's a field goal. I don't think that it's going to be a safety. Um, I'm going to go with field goal in this situation because I think that the Patriots are going to win the coin toss, and then I think that they're going to um, – defer to the second half like they always do. The Falcons are going to come down, uh, and, and they're going to have a couple of really good plays that look really good, and then they're going to you know score a field goal. All
1: right. Well, I like that thought process. You basically answered my next question then is, who's going to score first in general, team-wise, the
0: Patri- Patriots or the Falcons? Falcons will. I totally think that the Falcons will get the ball first, and they're going to score first. Uh, See, I'm gonna go It's going to be a field goal.
1: I'm going to go field goal, but Patriots, I think the Falcons get the ball first and don't go three and out, but punt it away, and the Patriots at least get a field goal on their first drive. So, Not bad. All right. Okay. Next, next interesting one. We're going to go to halftime. Does Lady Gaga have any surprise guests? At this point, she is going solo, has not talked about anybody else joining her on stage. But there have been rumors, James, of people like Beyonce or even R. Kelly of joining her on stage.
0: Yeah, she absolutely will have a surprise guest.
1: I feel like you can't not have a surprise guest here. I guess that's true. You can't really do that without anybody coming on. It just seems like it's the natural thing. Coldplay, especially after that last year with uh, the debacle of how bad Coldplay was, Bruno Mars and Beyonce basically saved that show.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be par for the course coming, uh, you know, going forward. I really think that there's going to be consistently. When's the last time that someone's performed and hasn't had a surprise guest? Um, maybe it might have been Bruno Mars. Uh, no, Bruno Mars had the very hot chili peppers.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know then. I don't know if there's been anybody for at least a while that hasn't had somebody else on stage with them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, you have guests guests coming on board.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the next prop bet involving Lady Gaga because I think it's dumb. It was all about it's everybody's like making bets on if she will mention Donald Trump or not.
0: Uh, yeah, probably. I I would bet yes.
1: I would probably. I'm gonna put it at yes because apparently the NFL even came out saying we didn't tell her she couldn't say anything political. Just like I forget they said she couldn't do something else, but that was it. But I bet she will. It's a, we, it's a weird prop bet to me in general because at this point, it seems like every day, everybody's saying Trump.
0: I bet you will, and I bet the sportscasters get really upset at her about it, which would be funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a, probably a good bet also. All right, so we'll get into the second half a little bit. Are there going to be any turnovers in the second half of the game?
0: Now, Not the Ooh, first half, just the second. Interesting, interesting. Second half turnovers, wow. Um, I don't know about this one. Let's do a little bit of research here.
1: Yeah, it's hard Um, to tell. I mean, Brady's been pretty good at not turning it over. Uh, Both teams low on the season of only 11 turnovers for each team combined. So they're not prone to turning over the ball. Yeah, I
0: I feel like the Super Bowl just changes things. Yeah, I'm going to go yes on the second half turnovers. I feel like nerves. I feel like there's going to be like a weird fumble that kind of changes momentum one way or the other. I'm going to go yes on the second half turnover.
1: I'm hoping there's no type of tuck rule going on here, James. That would be the worst. Yeah. All right, so after this is all said and done, we're going to get to the end of the game. Three questions. That's it. First, who wins MVP? Hmm. So now this is basically giving them who you think is going to win, which we're not going to do at all because
0: we're going to get to that later, but just flat-out MVP. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be an indication of who I think is going to win, Obviously. Obviously. Um, I'm going a little outside the box here and I'm going to go with Dion Lewis. Ooh, okay. That is not somebody I thought you were going to say. I think that if Dion Lewis... see, Okay, so here's my rationale behind it. Brady won the MVP in 2014. Uh, he won the MVP in 2001 and then 2003 as well. In 2004, David Patton won the MVP. Yep. David
1: Patton or David Gibbons. Uh, it was a wide receiver, all I know, because it was the because same he,
0: Super Bowl the Eagles were in. He broke the re- he broke the Super Bowl record for receptions, which is why he won it. Yep. I think that if Lewis does multiple things, running, receiving, and in the kickoff game, like he did in the in the Texans game, I think that they would give him the MVP. All
1: right. I'm going to go uh, surprise also, but it's going to go with kind of my pick. I'm going to go Julio Jones. I know Belichick is good at yeah, stopping good- pl- their top players, but... Julio Jones is that's a whole different type of player than Antonio Brown and any of those other guys. He's a tall beast with speed and can jump over Malcolm Butler any given day of the week.
0: Yeah, Julio Jones, if I was going to uh, if I was gonna pick the Falcons to win this game, I'd probably pick Julio Jones to win the MVP. Yeah. Probably- All right. So next one. What color Gatorade will be poured
1: on the game winning coach? Now I'm gonna give mm. you options because yeah, there are lines cool. for this. So the least favorite right now are clear, yeah. lime green, yellow, and orange. The favorites are red, bl- oh, no, sorry, uh, the co-favorites are red and blue.
0: I'm going to go with uh, my lemon lime, the yellow. I love right. I love the yellow. That's my Gatorade of choice. Uh, so I'm going to stick with – I got to stick with my boys. I got to roll with my team. All right. So
1: – you're thinking Belichick gets doused in the lemon-lime Gatorade. That's my goal. i want to let you know. In their last Super Bowl, James, he was doused in blue Gatorade. So
0: That's fair. That's fine.
1: I'm going to go with red. Is my pick for Gatorade. I just feel like, who doesn't like a good fruit punch?
0: Okay. Okay. That's All right. Last not but pick. not
1: least, this is only if the Patriots win. I made this question up myself because I just wanted to hear an answer. The Patriots win. Do you actually believe Roger Goodell will be the one handing the trophy over?
0: Yes. All right. One hundred percent. I think that he's, he's. I think that he's almost hoping for. I think he's almost hoping for the Patriots to win, so he could kind of, like, I, I think that he wants to, <laughs> like, put this kind of behind him in a way. Yeah, probably. Like, a, how he like came out with the Tom Brady
1: is the greatest like of all time. I totally respect him.
0: Yeah, I honestly think that in his mind, he's like, if I if they win the Super Bowl, uh, and I hand him the trophy, then it's all everything's done, everything's, everything's good. Been, yeah, exactly. We all yeah, we figured it out. It's yeah, good. It's nice Look, I'm worry about the trophy. It. It's cool. Exactly. So um, that's kind of that's my. I think that he absolutely will if the Patriots win, hand over this. That I think that there's a. Uh, you know, no real
1: question in my mind about that. All right. All right, so that was our prop bets. Prop me up is done. We'll recap those after the Super Bowl. Uh, let's move on to the game, though. Oh, no. First, we want to do guest picks. Final guest pick. Yeah, rather. let's do the final guest picks. We'll roll through the final guest picks. So,
2: Hey, fellas, Craft Root Sports here. Scott and Mike, and we're here with our Super Bowl picks. Mike, who do we got?
1: All right, I'm going with the Patriots in this one. Uh, I know I'm a sweet picker, and normally I jinx everybody, but this, time, at this time I think I'm right. Patriots are going to win this one in a rout. I'm saying Patriots, 35, Falcons, 7.
2: Well, I've got the Patriots, too, but there's no way it's going to be a route. The number one offense isn't going to let that be the case. I'm going to go Patriots, 31-24, <laughs> to 24, but you guys in Boston still get your victory. This is Craft Brood Sports. We're out. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. This is Sergeant Boomstick saying the Falcons are going to win
0: 31-30 with Matty Ice taking home the MVP trophy.
2: I'm Vanda. And I'm Allie. We're from the Tight Ends Podcast. We don't know much about football. But we know a tight end when we see one. We're a little conflicted because I'm going for Atlanta. And I'm going for New England. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. One, two, three. So New England it is. 44-30. And for MVP, obviously, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Keep those tight ends tight.
1: Clear eyes. Tight ends. Can't lose.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Shane Moore from Sports & Sorts with Shane and the Bryman, and I'm here to give you not only my score for the Super Bowl this weekend, but I'm here to give you the Bryman score as well, because he's off on a work trip flying all over the globe. So right now, right here, I'm going to give you my prediction, which is 30-27 to in a nail-biter of a game, and the Atlanta Falcons will come away with this narrow win. And I will say Matty Ice will be the MVP. And then the Bry man, he picks the Patriots in a whopping 42 to 21 victory. And he said, Edelman will be the MVP of this game. So one of us will be right. You like how he did that covering all the bases. I want to thank the guys over at sports dance for letting us come on and make our picks, but let's go Falcons.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate everybody that took the time to, you know, send those to us and participate in it. Really cool, kind of cool community feeling. And uh, I like some of your picks and some of the other ones I don't disagree with. And we'll see why now.
0: Exactly. Uh, okay, let's finally get into this thing. Uh, we're going to be making our picks for Super Bowl 51. It's going to be a good I love time it, I love it. Let's hear it. Uh, Greg. We've talked about everything, we've talked about the players involved, we've talked about the prop bets, we've talked about the conference championships, we've talked in depth about both of these teams throughout the year, so who do you have winning the Super
1: Bowl? Well James, you know, it's been hard, I've been really contemplating life, everything that's been going on in the world, Uh, you know, stuff going on in the Middle East, uh, stuff going on back on the West Coast, I mean, just a lot of things going through my mind, and then the Super Bowl happens. And you forget about all that. And you just focus on these two teams. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to like my pick. Mm. But I love my pick. I'm going to go with the Falcons. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why before you get mad at me. No, it's here. So, you know, I went on last week. I was dead wrong about the Steelers. You know, I was talking about, you know, oh, Steelers offense. Great. Can do all these things. Uh, They shot Antonio Brown down. Bell went out. It kind of that my pick was done. I mean, Belichick did what he does. He takes the best player out of the game, gave him no chance. Falcons are a little bit different. Falcons do have an amazing player, Julio Jones, that Belichick can try to take out of the game. I don't think he'll be as successful because, as we said, Jones is a beast. But he somehow does cancel him out with having a cornerback and a safety shadow him. You have to worry about Mohammed Sanu, Devontae Freeman, Trevor Coleman. I mean, you have all these other weapons that you can throw to. I mean, Matt Ryan set a record this year with throwing a touchdown pass to 13 different players. That just shows how good they are at spreading it out. Which is going to be a challenge, I think, for the Patriots because they're not used to these teams that can spread it out. They're used to just focusing on that one guy, taking him out of the game, and basically dominating the rest of the field. So, therefore, that's my reason for the Falcons, at least offensively, defensively, Vic Beasley has been a beast. I mean, the guy put up, I think it was 15 and a half sacks this year, something around that line. I was reading it yesterday, so a little off. It's around that number. But, you know, second-year guy, they changed his position to outside linebacker. He's been able to run free way more this year. It's a young defense, but Dan Quinn has faced the Patriots before. He knows how to tackle that offense. And Brady getting it out in two-point-something seconds. Get the arms up, get some pressure on him, hit him down a few times. Uh, you have a good chance to win the game then. So those are my reasons. I can battle them a little more if you want to, but I want to hear your picks first, James, even though I basically know what it is.
0: So when I look at this game, I have to look at a couple things. The quarterbacks. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady right now, and I it pains me to say this, they're both kind of on an equal playing field, sort of. I mean, obviously Tom Brady is a superior quarterback, you know, overall. But as of right now, Matt Ryan is in his prime. Tom Brady's at you know the kind of tail end of his second prime. Um, so I think that that's kind of a wash. Looking at the wide receivers, I would give the top end of the Falcons obviously the kind of edge here. Julio Jones is an unbelievable wide receiver. If you want to look as a full on, if you want to look in full on kind of like every taking everybody into account. Uh, I think that's kind of a wash as well because the Patriots have a lot of weapons that they can kind of rely on. And I think that they're a little bit more reliable than, let's say, like your Muhammad Sanu's of the world. I think that he's pretty forgettable. And I think that when you have Edelman and Hogan and Bennett and Waiter, er, excuse me, and um, and Lewis uh, and even Amendola sometimes and all these guys, I think that you have the, uh, you know, I think it's kind of a wash there too. Uh, running backs, I think that the Falcons and the Patriots are kind of a wash there to be totally honest with you. I mean, obviously, I agree. obviously, uh, you know, Falcons have some explosiveness, but the Patriots have a lot of versatility and, and, and red zone blunt scored the most touchdowns out of any running back in the league this year defense. I think that they're both kind of on the same playing field as well. You know, to be totally honest with you, I think the Patriots have a little bit of an edge sort of, but it's not much. Uh, Vic Beasley is an incredible player on the Falcons, and I think that they're gonna, uh, you know, have some trouble there stopping him. What it really comes down to me, Greg, is coaching. And if I have to put money on either Dan Quinn versus Bill Belichick, uh, I think I got to take Bill Belichick in that situation. I mean, I think yeah. that When these teams are this evenly matched, you have to come down. It has to come down to coaching, and. Can your guy take advantage of the other team's weaknesses? And if there's one thing that the Patriots have been able to do time in and time out, it's been taking advantage of the other team's weaknesses and creating mismatches. So for yeah. that reason and that reason alone, not because Tom Brady's the greatest player of all time, not because the Patriots are clearly going to exact the revenge plan and get uh, get the Lombardi trophy from Gidell's hands. Yeah, none of that involved. None of that involved. I really think that it comes down to coaching. I think that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach that this, that this game has ever seen, and I think that that's going to be borne out, um, you know, this Super Bowl. All
1: right. Yeah. I mean, I got. I agree with you for the sense of if it came down to just coaching, but we obviously know this game won't come down to just coaching.
0: I don't. So. Well, I just made a case that it will come down to just Coaching. coaching. Yeah, I'm saying it won't. I mean, we
1: saw that happen in the Seattle game, and I'm pretty sure if Dan Quinn was in Pete Carroll's shoes, he would have just handed Marshawn Lynch the damn ball, and that would have been a whole different thing then. But, you know, people, there are people that agree with you, James. There are people that believe Brady's going to get one for the, to make the fist on his thumb finger, and there are other people like me who just really don't want that to happen. So I'm going to go against everything you've said. I don't care if Belichick is the greatest coach ever. And if the Patriots win this, I will have to say that. So therefore, I'm also hoping for that reason I don't have to because I don't want to come in next week and be like, hey, yeah, I was wrong. Grady is the best of all time, and so is Belichick, because that will pain me to no end.
0: It would be right. Um, it would
1: make you smile. I know that. Duh. might make my wife actually listen to this for once,
0: just to hear me say that. <laughs> Mary, listen to us. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think that we both have really interesting points here. Uh, I clearly am right, but you know, we'll see what happens.
1: I just want to let you know I'm all about that hashtag Natty Light for Matty Ice effect. So <laughs> I'm gonna start that myself. If that gets trending, it's all because I me, James. Good. I'm glad. You can be. You can be hashtag Brady's Brew Crew. Uh,
0: Brady's Brew Crew, it is, and you know I am. Anyway, way, do get drinking
1: involved in the Super Bowl. It's not that hard. So
0: yeah, exactly. Really
1: simple hashtags to follow. Just basically drink some alcohol and tweet it out there.
0: Um okay man I think that we have have covered it. I think that's everything. I think we have. I mean nobody's going
1: to cover it better than us. I mean Fox maybe. Uh CBS not at all cuz they didn't they're not going to even be there. Uh yeah. ESPN they got rid of Boomer so I mean what do they have now?
0: Exactly. Uh let us be your Super Bowl guides and I think that uh I think that we did a fantastic job here. We did God's work, Greg. We did I and think uh Again,
1: one more shout-out to all the guest picks that helped out. You know, really appreciate it. Uh, you know, hopefully half of you are right. You know which half I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> hopefully the other half is dead wrong because, um, yeah, I don't like the Patriots.
0: I know.
2: Actually, I had, a James oh.
1: actually had one of the guest picks ask if they went against the Patriots if they would ever be allowed back on the show. <laughs> I had to let them know yes because half what? of us don't like
0: Yeah, well, uh, I'm excited to see this game. I think that this is going to be a pretty fantastic situation. So, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I expect some uh, Snapchats and stuff
1: from you, so I'm sure I'll get a good laugh out of those. And then at the end, I'll either be celebrating or crying. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Well, thank you guys for listening. From everybody here at the Sports Dance, we just want to say thank you. We will see you guys after the big game. Yeah, thanks to the crew coming uh, down to Houston. Exactly. Follow us on all of the uh, on all of the social media, everything like that. Tweet us, uh, all, all that kind of good stuff, and we'll see you guys next time.
1: See you guys next time. Enjoy the Super Bowl.